Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. All right, church. I got some things I want to share with you this morning, and I want you to know that this this is applicable to each and every one of you, whether you have shown up for the very first time and you've never been here before, or you have been coming here for 30 years for as long as the church is. But I want to talk to you this morning a little bit about what God is doing in the financial realm for our church. You know, a couple months ago, I really started believing that God was going to start doing financial miracles. Not just physical miracles. If you're here for the first time, or the second or third time, I am telling you we have had miracle after miracle after miracle in the physical realm. Supernatural healing. Cancerous cancerous uh, lumps that have completely disappeared. People who have had strokes on a Monday, major strokes on a Monday, serving coffee on a Wednesday night. Okay, I'm talking about people falling out of trees, having zero injury, having black and blue marks, and waking up the next morning with absolutely zero black and blue marks on their body. I am talking, honest to goodness, miracles from heaven are occurring in our midst. And I get so excited about those. And what I really believe that the Lord has begun to tell me and to begin to show both of us is that there are miracles coming in the financial realm as well. I know because sometimes we're just like, well, I can believe the physical thing, like my knee hurt and it didn't hurt, but I can't believe that God can supernaturally change what happens in the financial realm, in my pocketbook, in my bank account, in my job. Well, I'm here to tell you that he can. And I'm here to tell you that God has specifically given a word for this church that he will. Okay, he can, but what I'm telling you this morning that he will. And I've got evidence to prove it. I have a couple of verses that I want to share with you. You know, we are created to worship. We are created to honor Him. We're created to trust Him in all that we do. And the Bible talks a lot about money. Do you know that? Do you know if you would Google? I mean, you can, don't Google right now, because then, then you'll get caught up on some news article that comes up, and you'll start reading it. But if you were to Google what are the top like the top topics, the, the number one, two, three, and four topics that are talked about in the Bible. Do you know where money comes? It's numero uno. It is mentioned more often than any. So if you Google it, some will say it's love, some will say it's heaven, some will say, but an average money, of all the Google searches I did, money is talked about more than all of it. And, and sometimes as a church, ah, I don't want to talk too much about money, and the church just wants my money. Church, I don't want your money. God is asking you to trust Him in your finances. We are walking around church with a new expectation of healing. 
We are walking around that if something is a pain in my body, the people who have been in this church for the past couple months, you, you walk in, you wake up every day with an expectation that God is going to supernaturally heal you. I want us to begin to change our language and begin to change our expectation in the financial realm as well. Begin to change in the financial realm. But before we do that, before we start saying, okay, above and beyond the financial realm, there's a fundamental basic that I have to review with you. It's called the tithe. Turn with, turn with me in your Bibles to Malachi. It's going to be the longest offering message you probably ever heard. It might be the only thing we talk about today, and that's okay. I have another message planned. So if God shortens this one up, we can keep going in a continuing identity. But I want you to know, church, that your financial, the financial realm of your life is as much part of your identity as anything else. You see, because the Bible says that you are heirs to the kingdom. And when you are heirs in the kingdom, you are a family of God. And when you're a family of God, the Bible says, every need shall be met. Okay, so this is a fundamental principle in the word of God. And I was going to read Malachi chapter 3. I was going to start in verse 10. And the Lord said, uh, back up. Back up to verse 8. And I believe I have some of these scriptures up on the overhead. I think maybe I just have 10 up there. I just have 10. He told me this morning to back up to verse 8, so bear with me. I'll get to it when I get to 10. Verse 8 says, Will a man rob God? Oof. This is like, again, one of these scriptures is just like, oh, really? Will a man rob? And it says, Yet you have robbed me, but you say, In what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Church, you see, Jesus came to redeem us from the curse. He came to redeem us from the curse of the law. But nowhere in the Bible did Jesus come and say the tithe is no longer valid in the new covenant. You can't find it. In fact, he talks about giving a tenth when he's doing a little rebuke to some of the Pharisees about their spices and their mints and their peppermint or whatever it is. I can't remember the exact translation. It is not gone. Church, I'm telling you, what the Lord is saying is do not rob him. You're not robbing this church. You are robbing God of heaven when we don't tithe. These are strong words, and I'll tell you what, it's only the Holy Spirit that allows me to say them. Because I think I've been sharing about my challenge with people pleasing and want people to like me and all these other things. This is not the scriptures you say when you want to talk about people pleasing. And that pastor, I'll tell you what, all he did was talk about money. He only wants his 10%. No, no, hear me. I say this all the time. LeBron James could show up next week and pay off every bill, pay every debt, and give us some kind of endowment that we never have to worry about another tithe again. In fact, church, I'm not worried about the tithe anymore. This is a battle that I'm fighting, what I'm realizing in my own identity, my new identity, that God has something more for me personally, and God has something more for my family, and God has something more for this church. And I want to share that with you this morning. So that verse 9, oof, that was tough. Verse 10, it says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Bring them all. Don't rob God, but bring all the tithes into the storehouse. And I love the word of God because then it always follows with a promise. It says, you know, the, the Bible is a lot about obedience. Ugh. You know, we, we talk about, about love and love when God loves us and he loves us and he cares and he died for us and he has. But you know what he also says? If you love me, you will obey my commands. Amen. Oh, 
If you love, if you love Jesus, what He's done for you, it says, then obey my commands. And too, too often we walk around like, eh, yeah, I like this one. I don't like that one. This one's out of context, so that doesn't mean I should tithe anymore. And no, understand what God is commanding us to do. Understand, because what happens is there's a blessing that He has for you that He wants to show you that He wants to unlock in your life. There's a blessing available He wants to unlock in your life. He doesn't need your money. He wants you to be blessed. Do you see the huge difference there? A major difference. Verse 10, bring them all so that there may be food in your house. And try me in this. Try me in this. I love this. He's like, what? You don't believe me? You don't believe me? Go ahead. Take a shot at it. Take a shot at it. This is what he's saying here. He's saying, take a shot. Test me in this. And I'll tell you what, church. He shows himself faithful every single time to uphold his word. You see, God cannot lie. And when he says something in his word, it has to come to pass. When we walk in obedience in what he is asking us to do, his promises and his, the truths that he has are ours. Try me in this, says the Lord of hosts. And basically says, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing, pour out for you such a blessing, I love this, that there will not be room enough to receive it. Do you understand what that means? That means not enough room to receive. That means there's an overflow that begins to happen in your life when we begin to trust God truly with our finances. And I tell you what, guys, this is a journey. I get it. It is a journey. It's a journey from what our upbringing was. It's our journey about the teaching we've received from the Word of God as we've grown up in churches in different places. This church has always had a foundational fundamental of what the tithe means and that it is important in your life. And I'm telling you, it is even more important now because I, well, it's not that it's more important now, but it's so important now that you hear this because God is ready to unlock, unlock heaven in the financial realm. And believe me, church, it's not just me saying it. There is prophecy after prophecy after prophecy that is coming, not just from inside this church, but from outside this church that is speaking that. Just like it's talking prophecy upon prophecy upon prophecy about revival. And do you understand that I believe that the two are going to begin to merge together? These healings that are happening and these financial miracles that are going to be happening are going to start arresting the attention of the unbeliever and revival will begin to happen everywhere that you turn, everywhere that you see. You see, these things are completely linked together. Provision and harvest. The word for our church. It's provision and harvest. Our luncheon is provision and harvest. It's both. So today I want to talk to you about something. So basically what I'm saying is, church, I encourage you highly based on the word of God that if you do not tithe, that you become a tither. Trust him in this and see what he will do in your life. This is what the Lord says. And I want to share with you something this morning that is above and beyond the tithe. We've had something at this church called a generations campaign. And it's on your offering envelope. It's like the second line down. And it says generations. 
Some of you may not know what that is, but let me tell you what that is. That is a campaign that we have had in order to retire the debt on this property. We have an amazing, a wonderful, a beautiful property that God has truly supernaturally blessed us with. And many of you have poured time and effort and money into this building specifically and into this land, both physically by the works of your hands, monetarily by the work of your checkbook, and by you going out and working and then tithing and giving above and beyond to the Generations Campaign. And I want to tell you something, church, that for the past couple years, we have been using the Generation funds that have come in to help pay the mortgage. And you say, well, okay, well, part of the mortgage is principal, part of the mortgage is interest, I get that, so, okay. Well, I'm telling you, church, when it comes to obedience, and God says to do something different, we need to do something different. How many can say amen to that? Well, God clearly spoke to us, and he said, no longer, no longer, no longer, no longer will you use generations, campaign, and funds, and pay towards the mortgage payment. Any dollar... Any penny, any hundred dollars, whatever it is that comes in on this generation's campaign is going to go exclusively to pay down the principal on this property. Exclusively to pay down the principal. And I'm just like, wow, well, how are we going to do that? The Lord says, no, no, no. Just begin to walk in obedience to that. Begin to walk in obedience. Get a balanced budget I'm talking to the church office and the staff. Get a balanced budget so that you can pay the full mortgage from the tithes and the offerings. Encourage the church to give their tithes and their offerings and then encourage them separately to go above and beyond. If you were here last week, how many of you were here last week? Okay, a, couple, a lot of you were here last week. Praise God you're here again. The average churchgoer is 1.8 times per month. That's the average, the average number of times. Now, our church is above average, let me just say. I got that. But that's the average. So you'll, you'll tend to hear me repeat some things periodically. And I will repeat something to you that I said last week. Because it came from the Holy Spirit. I come here with, look at all these notes. I come here with all of these notes. And I come prepared, ready to say what I believe God wants me to say. And then sometimes he takes me a little bit off course and gets back on his course. You see, he takes me off of my course, and he puts, puts me on his course. And what I said last week, what I said last week was this. We were talking about retirement. How we were talking about retirement, I don't remember. I think I was talking about you have a battle to fight. There's things you need to go do. There's no such thing as retiring in, in the body of Christ. You can retire from your job, but you are not retiring from the battle that you're fighting. You've got a call and a purpose on your life, no matter what age you are. And I said, the only thing that we're going to retire in this place is the debt Amen. on this building. And I was like, where did that come from? came from the Holy Spirit. And then I begin to get bold. Okay, if that, I mean, that's like a good statement. That's like, oh yeah, Jason, woo yay, retire the debt, retire the debt. All right, that's awesome. We want to do that because I'm going to show you some scriptures about what God says. But then I started saying certain things. I said, you know what? We are going to pay that debt off two times, three times, four times faster than what the mortgage says. The mortgage payment is 13 years from now. And you start doing the math and it says, that the mortgage will be paid in Jesus' name 
faster than what the paperwork says it's going to do it. So honey, if you want to come up here, I want, I want you to share your part of this, this story. Go ahead. Okay. Um, first, I just, I, as you were reading in Malachi, um, I will open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon which like, you don't have room for. Um, this is a battle a battle for your money. I mean, it's not your money. The Lord wants your trust. Mm. It's where um, it's where faith and fear collide, and who's going to win? Um, it's a battle against fear. And um, when I was eighteen, they told me you will have trouble having babies. You will have a lot of trouble conceiving children. You will need help. And so I came. We, you know, we were married, and I kept telling them, "Let's. I want to have kids. I want to have kids." And he kept making me wait. And so it came time, and I was just full of of fear. And so I just began praying, and praying and praying. And you know, we had our first baby girl. It's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. But the fear was still there because I hadn't conquered it. I prayed through it. God is good and merciful and meets us right where we are. And then um, I I began to get fearful what if I can't ever have another one? What if I can't ever have another one? So I began praying, and I remember Joni Lemoyne-Dong praying in small group that I would have patience. And afterwards, I was like, I didn't ask for patience. I want a baby. Like, and that's just me, right? Um, And so it didn't take long, maybe like four weeks or so, and Gracie, Gracie is on the way. And so then, um, well, two kids is a lot. And so three years later, the fear is still there. What if I can't get pregnant? What if I can't get pregnant? And it took a while. And we did our first Daniel fast together. And on the last day of the fast, here comes Lila Joyful. And so then, fast forward, it's time to have another baby. And I had forgotten to be afraid. Mm. I'd forgotten to be afraid. And I miscarried a baby. Mm. And I miscarried a baby. Mm. The enemy realized, oh, God's faithfulness is getting to this girl. She's, she's not fearful. And oh, the fear. Mm. And then the battle was clear. The battle was with fear. Right. It was with fear. And I fought. The Lord made the battle clear. And then I fought the battle. That's and right. I fought it with the word. I will not fear for God is with me. This child will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Mm. And I fought and fought for Eva. Eva's name means life. Mm. She almost choked. And she didn't even come close to death because pff, death came for her and couldn't even get close. Hallelujah. But at 11 months old... Her life has been a fight from the start. I swear all of this has a point, and it's coming. I fought fear with Eva, and I, I, I knew my enemy. I became familiar with my enemy and how to, defeat, how to defeat fear with the word in the here, in the now, to protect the life of my child. That was my battle. After Eva, the baby started coming faster then we had room for them. There was no more battle. There was no more fight. I didn't have to fight. I, didn't, I actually would pray, like, Lord, we're smart people. Like, why can't we keep this from happening? The babies began to come one on top of the other until, what? I will pour out such a blessing, there'll be no room enough to receive it. <clears throat> okay. The battle was with fear, and when fear was True conquered, that. True that. when fear <laughs> was conquered, point to me where I am again. Thank you, sir. He opened the windows of heaven and poured out upon us such a blessing Mm. that there would not be room to receive it. Mm. The battle, whether you're talking about 
your destiny and your calling. Mine was to be a mother of many. Wow. <laughs> like, I didn't, I was, I'm a mother of eight. That's more than, than I ever thought. But now I just stood up here and under the unction of the Holy Spirit declared myself the mama of the house. Mm. Like, God doesn't do things little bits. You are the mama of the house. He doesn't do things little bits. He doesn't do them small. But all of this and all my preciousness that sits down there every Sunday, it all came in the battle against fear. So when you're standing up here talking about finances, all I can think about is the battle is not against flesh and blood and pastor and dollar and people, you know, <laughs> and, and, and the bills, you know. Right. Um, you can speak to the bills, but really speak to fear. Mm-hmm. Speak to lack. Mm. Speak to the spirit of poverty. Right. Tell it to go right. in Jesus' name. That's right. Okay. Why did I come up here? The story from last week. <clears throat> no, I was kidding. I knew why I was up here. Last week he began to speak, and he began to speak under the unction of the Holy Spirit. And um, I always have a sense of when that's happening because I just know him so well and because I know him pretty well. And so when the two come together, boy, I get excited. I get excited. When he gets bold, I just get so excited. Um, Tell me what to do, baby. Tell me. You know, I love it. So he began speaking, and when he, when he began to go off script and when the unction of the Holy Spirit began to come upon him and he began to declare two times, three times, four times faster. As that began to happen, the Holy Spirit just kind of, this is all going to sound super spiritual, he just arrested me in a moment. And he kept talking, and everyone was still like, everything was going around, but he began to speak to me. And he began to talk to me about our part, personally. And he gave me a really clear instruction. And I knew right away, write that down. Because if you don't, you will talk it you will, you will compromise it later. You'll remember it differently on, on accidental purpose. You know, like you'll remember it differently because it's not an easy thing, what he told me. Um, and so I wrote it down. And as I wrote it down, he opened up and began to share with me. He did that because as I wrote it down, the commitment to obedience was done. The obedience was done in, my, in me, in my heart. If I hadn't written it down, I wouldn't have been in disobedience, but I would have been slow to obey. And what you learn, actually, I wish my kids learned it at my house. They actually learned it at LCA. Um, Mrs. Spiker, obey, ooh, Ruby's not here. Obey, like, quickly, obey all the way, and obey happily. Or It's, it's more catchy than that. But obey right away. Right. And so... When I wrote it down, the obedience was decided in my heart. And I wrote it down, and then he began to speak. If you, the word of the Lord regarding what he was saying was, if you will walk in this way, if you will step out and walk in this, I will do this thing. That was the word. I will do this thing. And that's what happened. I mean, you want me to go on, or do you want to move on from there? So... So stay up here, though. Uh, so as we, as we ended the service last week, and uh, we had a, did we have a meeting last? I think we had a meeting, and we were here pretty late. We were talking to a lot of people, uh, and then we end up going up to the Rose Center, and we're up at the Rose Center, and you begin to share with me a little bit about what you had heard uh, from the Lord, 
And uh, we started talking about it, and that just resonated with my spirit. Okay, this is something we have to go do. And then we just talking to a few other people, and then I went to my mailbox at the church office. And I'll let you pick it up. From I have there. a question. Yes. How often do you get your mail out of your church mailbox on a Sunday? Never. Has it? I mean, <laughs> never. Zero times. Never. Okay. No. How about when you were youth pastor? Like, how about when you were here for those like five years? Never. Never. Okay. So um, it's two o'clock, and the kids are tired. I mean, Maggie Mae was like an hour past her nap time, and yet there is like this spirit of, um, I don't, the spirit, this relaxed spirit about us, him in particular food, like, he, oh, well, you had eaten, mm-hmm. but um, we're hanging out, and he goes, and he gets his mail from his mailbox, and then we're driving home, and he hands me this envelope, and he hands it to me almost like, like it's something bad. I was just like, what? What is it? He's like, just look at it. Just look at it, and I open up the envelope, and inside is a check for $55,000, And he looked at me. He goes, what are we going to do? I was like, we're going to pay down the debt. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to pay down the debt. I mean, it's not, it's not unclear what we are to do with it. Amen. Can I tell you, church, how hard it is? Okay, not now. We've, we've, we've got, come into a spirit of obedience where we know that this is what we're doing. But that drive home, we are intimately acquainted with the needs of the now in every, in many, many, many areas. We are intimately equated with the financial needs of the now. So to take a big chunk that would so relieve some of those, those things and to be obedient to what we know is to be done is that's a walk. I mean, that was, um, I mean, it's an 11-minute car ride, and I think by the time we got home, it is why God has appointed us together. Because by myself, it would have taken me a lot longer, and by himself, it would have taken even longer than that. <laughs> no doubt. Um, I Mr. told you this was one of my challenges. So Mr. Finance it. Guy. He right. is Mr. Finance Guy. I'm like, oh, let's put the bills in a pile and worship over them, you know? <laughs> so, um, uh, so the Lord kind of is so good and he under the unction of the holy spirit just began to birth this thing and he made sure that there was confirmation separately between the two of us because he knew he just for he foresaw the obedience he this is for this time and so we're beyond excited to say that we are walking in this we are stepping into this we are walking in it and god will do this thing he's gonna do this thing because he said so That's why. Amen. Because he said so. Amen. I want to read something to you because I want to encourage you. So I want you to know that every dollar that you give. So we have this Generations campaign. It's, quote, unquote, closing out the annual campaign in October. And we're supposed to start a new one in November. But we have decidedly prayed and said we are not having commitment cards. We're not having big, uh, all these different fancy things or brochures. Now, we may end up having some kind of update or something that we want to show you guys, but God has commanded us to put every dollar that's given to the Generations Campaign to go pay down the debt of this property. There's $1.26 million, so that's $1,260,000 left to pay off the debt of this property. The property itself has a value of, I believe, like $4.5 million. It's not a matter of equity. It's not a matter of being able to do anything. It's a matter of obedience. 
It's a matter of obedience. And if you read in Deuteronomy 28, if you begin to look at the blessing, the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of the children of Israel, what they have, it goes on and on and talks about obedience. It talks in, the, in verse number 2, it says, And all these blessings shall come upon you, thank you, honey, and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. These blessings will overtake us as we obey the voice of the Lord our God. So what I'm telling you this morning is God is going to speak to you and He's going to tell you your part to play in the Generations campaign. I'm not here to ask you to sign on a piece of paper. I'm, comm- I'm asking you to be obedient to God in what He is saying and what He is telling you to go do. I saw I started thinking about, well, I'm going to give them the monthly target each week. I may give you that, but I'm not giving you that today because you'll start calculating. You'll start looking around and say, well, if everybody gives this amount and we're going to pay it into no 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 no. God does not want us to start calculating. God wants to tell you specifically what your part is to play. And I'm telling you church, as you partner with this, the floodgates of heaven are going to open up in the financial realm, in the physical realm, in the realm of revival in this city, in this church, and everywhere that we go when we leave this building. Provision is coming from every direction. I'm going to read you a prophecy. It says, Suddenly I saw lightning strike out of heaven that entered many lives. And as I heard the cracking of lightning hitting the ground, the Lord said, Divine alignment. Church, we are getting in divine alignment with His plans and purposes. Is having debt or having a mortgage evil or wrong or bad? The Bible clearly says be a lender, not a borrower. I'm not saying that if you have a mortgage, this is wrong. But what I am saying is the Lord said, Erie Christian Fellowship Church, you will be debt free. Erie Christian Fellowship Church, this debt has currently has been like a chain around your neck and it has to go in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you what, church, we are committed as a leadership team. We are committed to do this. And it's going to be difficult on our part. It may be difficult on your part. Whatever God says for you to do, I'm encouraging you to be obedient to it. It was like an instant breaker was released and everything responded to his voice. Everything responded to his decree. And suddenly, all those areas that many of God's people are juggling And feeling the coming against in many directions, suddenly they came into alignment with the decree of heaven. I saw health suddenly. Have we seen health, church, suddenly come into divine alignment? We have. With His Word and with His promises. And then I saw finances suddenly coming into alignment with the promises of God. I saw relationships, marriages suddenly coming into alignment with the promises of God. Suddenly opportunities opening up. Suddenly doors flying open. Suddenly the God was coming in many ways and in many words. Then suddenly the Word thundered from around me provision. Church, this prophecy is for us. The Lord is releasing heaven's provision, but it's not just coming in one area, it's coming in many areas, and it's coming all at once. It is coming at once. Watch and see how heaven's provision is going to continue to pour into your life in radical acceleration. Church, I am speaking this over your life, over my in radical acceleration. Things will suddenly line up. This is a season where God is moving in power, and the sudden alignment of God will be visible in the provision that He is releasing. 
The next section says floored by provision. Church, how many of us want to be floored by God's provision? And I'll tell you what, the heart of this church is not that we can be floored by provision, that we can absolutely have this debt paid off to do anything else but to further expand the kingdom of God in this area and all the way around the world. The purpose of getting rid of this debt is to stop paying the interest payment to Northwest Savings Bank down the street who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars off this mortgage, and I am saying no, no more in Jesus' name. We have got to retire this debt. We have got to pay it off because God has a plan to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. He wants to expand this place. We've talked about many nations and tongues showing up to this place. We're putting the flags back up. And I'm telling you, church, I want to encourage you to get behind this. You will be floored by provision. The demonstration of the Lord's power bringing provision from every direction is going to leave you floored. I picked up that check and looked at it and was like, I didn't hit the ground. I want to be floored. Church, $55,000 didn't floor me. Floored means big. Floored means audacious things that God is going to go do in this church in the financial realm. You are going to understand more clearly than ever why the enemy has fought you so hard and in so many ways. Because of the incredible tidal wave of provision from every direction and for every direction that's coming into your life. It's already begun, church. I'm here to tell you it's already begun. It's all from last week to this week. It has already begun. There's a major tipping point that's going to be released in and through your life like never before. For the destiny steps and moments upon your life, the nexus point moments that God is releasing into you. This isn't little bits of provision. This is life-changing provision. The type of provision that we are releasing now, nothing and no one will remain the same. It changes everything. Church, this is going to change everything. I'm going to end with this, Deuteronomy 20. Actually, then we're going to take offering. I was, actually, this is taking longer than I thought. This is the message today. And we will take offering, and Justin's got a song. Justin, why don't you come back up here? Deuteron- we already did a lot of ministry time, so I'm okay with this, okay? Deuteronomy 28.13 says this, And the Lord will make you heed. He'll make you the head. I'm sorry, make you the head and not the tail. Listen to this. The head and not the tail. You shall be above and not beneath. And the very verse before that in 12 says, You shall lend to the nations and you shall not borrow. For if you heed the commands of the Lord your God, which I commanded you today, and you're careful to observe them. Church, we are being careful to observe what God has commanded this church to do. So you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I commanded you this day, to the right or to the left, go after. We will not turn away. We will not go after the other gods. We will not serve them. You see, Jesus has redeemed us from the curse. Church, I'm telling you, we are going to do our part. We are going to balance this budget, and I want you to ask God, what is your part to play in this? What does he want you to go do? And we truly believe, truly believe, it's going to be much, much faster than we can ever imagine. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. 
Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your prophecy. We thank you for the prophetic words you've had over this church. We thank you for provision and harvest. We thank you that we will be floored by provision. I thank you, Lord, that you have called us to obedience, to walk in your ways. Father, I thank you that you've called us to be trustworthy with everything that you have given us, to give back just a portion of what you have given us. And Father, I thank you that every need of this church will be met. I thank you that every need of every family here shall be met in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that as we partner with your plans and your purchases, your plans, your purposes, what you have in store for our lives, that we will truly be floored by provision. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers. Praise the name. Praise you, Lord. Let's give him a hand. Let's give the Lord a hand clap today. Hallelujah, Lord. I know our time is late. Small group leaders, if you want to start coming up here, uh, if, you have pray- if you have any prayer requests in your life and you want someone to pray for you, uh, these men and women will be up here ready to pray for you. But I am telling you, church, uh, God is doing an amazing thing. He is doing an amazing work. These miracles that we are seeing in the physical realm of healing are coming, I'm telling you now, in the financial realm. He wants All He's looking for is our obedience to partner with Him because He does the work. That's all that we just think. The battle belongs to Him, not to us. He is taking care of the battle. So let me just say a blessing over you. Father, I just thank You, Lord, for You are good and You do good. Your mercies are good each and every day. Each and every day. Father, thank You for who You are. Thank You for provision in our life. Thank You for provision and harvest in this church. We thank You forward in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, you are dismissed. Have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.